0: Hey folks, Brian here. Apologies for the extra short episode. This was already going to be kind of a shorter episode because we're only talking about four books this week, but then DC delayed one of the books we reviewed until next week, and so therefore this is only three books we're talking about um we apologize for that this was not the intention obviously but this just sort of how it worked out this week so we're sorry enjoy the shorter episode and if you want longer stuff don't forget we do have a patreon where you'll get at least two hours worth of additional stuff this week but please don't think we are making these episodes shorter because of the patreon that's not the case this was just a one-time glitch so um enjoy the episode we'll talk to you soon Hey folks, welcome back to the DC3cast. My name is Brian, with me as always are Vince and Zach. We are talking about the DC Comics being released on the 21st of September, 2021. Starting with Aquaman, The Becoming. This is written by Brandon Thomas, illustrated by a new artist to me. I'm sure I have come across this artist's work before, but I don't remember it. Diego Oler... (laughs) God, I hate fucking cold reading names. Orlet... Orla Tughi? I don't, I think it's Orla Tughi. Diego Orlatogie. Anyway, I feel like this is going to be a divisive book among us. I really like this a lot. But based on some lads chat discussion, I think you guys maybe aren't as high on this as I am. So, Zach, why don't you start us off? What did you think of this issue?
1: I mostly so okay, really quick, uh, the only this is the only book that Olor oh Tegu uh, that Diego has on Diego yeah. that Diego has on Comicsology. So this might be oh, okay your first work. Okay, um,
2: um or, there's Marvel stuff. This is X,
1: oh yeah, I I completely <laughs> I'm actually absolutely wrong. I just like clicked on through Aquaman becoming again, so that yeah, no, they've worked on. Yeah, some some Marvel stuff, some Black Hammer. Okay, yeah, I'm um, a dum dum. It's quite good art. It's very good, yeah. It's excellent art, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I wanted to like this more than I did. Um, this, this. <sighs> there were parts of this I really liked. But it also just felt very slight for the first issue of a miniseries, a six-issue mini-series. <sighs> I don't know. It's very sweet and like fun in in several ways, but it's just <sighs> I don't know. There's something about it. The art is fantastic. I really like the opening sequence on Apocalypse and the the page where
2: one piece characters show up
1: yeah that no i was gonna say the page where like uh jackson like dives into the water and there are those like four panels where the width of the panel keeps getting thinner as we're like zooming further out and it's getting dark like it's just a very cool sequence um yeah the the one piece references were very good um we saw that on twitter when the preview came up and uh, that was very funny um i like really like the idea behind this book even which is like Arthur has to go to Mars to hang to out meet with Frankenstein Martian. oh yeah it is it's Frankenstein even which is even better than Martian Manhunter Frankenstein um, even. man why and like I'm 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 for the Aquaman Green Arrow team up that we're getting but why don't we get the Aquaman Frankenstein team up mini to go along with this like where is that story um let's have those running concurrently um i just feel like aquaman stuff is such a hard thing to nail for me and this just doesn't quite nail it
2: i liked it quite a bit um i think like i, I think i stopped just short of loving it um I I like all of the slice of life stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like, like just the conversation between. um, Between him and Arthur and Mira, the whole family really. And, and, and then his mom. Um, All that stuff, like you said, was very charming, very sweet. I think it was really well-written. It wasn't like, overwritten you know sometimes when writers sometimes when writers do the bendis uh here the heroes are going to be at the breakfast table instead of instead of doing actiony stuff they can overwrite it or they can do a lot of like they can do a lot of like uh bendis style vamping or back and forth you know and i i don't think that that was i think this was just the right amount of fun and Funny and quirky, and um, it was just the right amount of that. And then I think when it switched, uh, the thing that stopped short for me, as far as like taking it over the top, was was the very ending, yeah. where you know Jackson's attacked by this assassin wearing Atlantean tech, apparently, and then. The assassin like gets away or, or escapes, and then he's about to be arrested for Jackson's about to be arrested for terrorist crimes against Atlantis, I guess. And that part was just it was that so feels abrupt. like every
0: other Aquaman story,
2: too. Every other, yeah, exactly. It's very conventional and also very abrupt. And it's not that there's anything wrong with it necessarily, it just didn't have the charm of the rest of the issue. And it also didn't, it didn't leave enough of a um, cliff, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't leave a juicy cliffhanger. It just left more of like a, okay, well, I'll see what, where this goes because I like the characters and I like the, the writer and the artist, you know, it but that last page didn't leave me dying to see what happens next. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. But I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, I think that all that's fair. I love the status quo this sets up of like the Aqua family. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I have written in my notes, off to meet Frankenstein on Mars. God I love comics. Like that's just such
2: a fun comics thing to have in there. Do you think I- Frankenstein's gonna waste a minute of Arthur's time?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just a joke for each other. <laughs> um This is a really good Jackson story. If we don't get a lot of we haven't gotten a lot of solo Jackson stories since like Brightest Day, essentially. Um, And so I think this is a really good Jackson story. And I think that there's a lot in this that is really enjoyable and and sort of could act. This could act as a really good building block for future Aquaman stories. I think. I also like that. Jackson seems happy. And that sounds maybe a little bit uh, silly or Pollyanna-ish or whatever, but I think so many times we get these these uh, sidekicks that are just so mopey and so uh, angsty, and he just seems like he's loving life
1: right now. Well, and I think I, he has enjoyed that sidekick too, like the mopey, angsty one. In yes. Previous stories, yeah so. yeah.
0: so it's really nice to see him let loose a little bit here and just be so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's great. I think the art is really, really good in this. I like how dynamic it feels. Everything about this, the ending does feel like you said, Vincey, kind of uh, just played out and predictable and abrupt. But I also think that there's there's enough in the first fifteen pages for the last five to to let me down a little bit and still be excited about where this series is going to go. Um. Real quickly, I thought it was interesting how much this uh, Atlantean like costume looks a lot like uh, the Signal costume, like the Atlantean version of the sing of the Signal costume.
2: Mm, interesting.
0: I don't think there's anything to that at all. It's just something that I noticed. Um, that's all I have to say about it. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I- I'm looking forward to more of this. Any other notes in this book? Mm -mm. all right let's jump over to our next title then which is the flash number 774 written by jeremy adams illustrated by christian Duce. didn't Duce do some work with uh williamson on the flash
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, he was one of the rotating yeah team yeah
0: it's nice to see him back here
1: getting uh am i the only one getting some pretty big travel foreman vibes from the art in this issue.
2: You mean like the discount travel foreman that we got? Yeah. The... <laughs> uh
1: huh. Yeah, exactly. Actually. Then yeah. Something about the faces, and yeah, mostly the faces. I
0: I think it's just because, um Irie kind of resembles Maxine from uh, Metal from Man. I, I don't
1: know. But that's Even, the like, good
2: travel foreman. Yeah.
1: Even there's something I don't know. I I get big Foreman vibes in this issue, especially like in the pages where they're in their house and taking the picture, that those are all Foreman faces to me.
0: (laughs) So what'd you think of the issue, Zach?
1: Uh, This was really sweet and fun. I liked it.
0: Guys, I love this so much.
1: Would I've liked this as much if I didn't? If I hadn't just had a daughter, Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) One of one of Uh, the last things
2: for his
0: daughter. Yeah, one of the last things my daughter and I did pre-pandemic was go to a father-daughter dance. So, I uh, yeah, this was this hit me uh, hit me right in the spot.
1: You know, yeah, this is really fun and sweet, and like a one-shot story. When's the last time? anybody ever did this <laughs> no one has ever done this this is such an innovative concept well first
0: of all it, it well Vince what did you think before I go too
2: deep into this um I I think I I agree with you guys it's it's very sweet it was a very nice story I I love the story I'm not high on the art I'm not high on Christian Duce's art I think it 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 always comes off as kind of stiff and awkward to me there are moments like the scene of them like in in front of the um, the uh, eiffel tower there you know that's a that's a, a nice image there's an image here and there that i can appreciate but just in general it feels very fill in to me and i think i'm i think i'm also just bringing my general disappointment in the art that the flash has gotten recently into this as well and just you know t- technically this is very competent art and and like I said there's even a few nice moments but I'm just wishing I'm just wishing for something different from flash art for some reason and I'm just not I'm not getting give me what I want it's what it's what I'm saying here. yeah I'm, I'm Batista or, or whoever that was was that Batista or was that you know what I'm saying? That famous like clip, I <laughs> saying don't "Give give me what I want." I think that was Dave, <laughs>
1: um, F- friend of the podcast. Dave, friend of the podcast, <laughs> yeah. first name basis. Um, uh, it it is interesting that this is not a very flashy comic. You know, there's there's no speed stirring in this because, like, a big caveat is that they lose their powers, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is the usual complaint when we have kind of stiffer artists trying to do flash stuff is that yeah it's very counterintuitive here it's not as noticeable but it is still there um yeah is this is this an improvement on will conrad oh i i yeah for sure i think even good will sorry sorry will
2: i don't know the last time i Saw Goodwill Conrad. Zach said the I'm last thing,
0: the last issue of The Flash he did, Zach called the Goodwill Conrad. Yeah, I disagree. So when you were on vacation.
2: Yeah, I did. I did say that. And I do. Yeah, I was. That. Yeah, I was hollering in my car when I heard Zach say that.
0: <laughs> I forgot you're the sick of who actually listens to this show. I'm the one. Yeah. Um, No, I thought this was great. I think that this did a really good job of establishing the Wally Ivory relationship. Like there were a couple of things that happened a few times. Like she fucks up a word and then he corrects her and she says, That's what I said. It's like a little, a little thing that you you get the sense that happens all the time in the West household. There was a lot of nice little character moments like that. I thought that the bit about him like singing her to sleep so that she could dream up these characters was a really fun, innovative way to deal with this issue of, of sort of the nightmare characters. I just thought it was very sweet. Everything about this was good. I hope we get an issue like this with him and Jay, his son, at some point. I'm not saying next month, but I just think that bringing back his family has been more important symbolically than it's been anything in the story yet. So I'm very happy to have the West family play a role in one of these stories that isn't just, oh, look, they're back.
1: Brian, do kids ever fall asleep that quickly? Just never, no, just by singing to them.
0: No, no, sorry, oh, Zach. Okay, <laughs> I, know, I know you're hoping here. Um, it does get better, but it, it, it doesn't get that good.
1: <laughs> I didn't think so. I don't think I've ever fallen asleep instantly just because someone's sang to me.
0: No, um, but yeah, I, I thought this issue was very sweet. And like I said, I think for the flash sort of overarching narrative, it's a good thing to have an Ivory issue. What do you guys think of the Glaive appearing at the end of this? Oh, I
1: love the Glaive. I'm here. I'm you know I'm here for the Glaive. Just keep me giving me one page of the Glaive for like the next 50 issues and then like finally <laughs> say what it is. I'm I'm here for that. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We're gonna to have to say it like Professor Frank. He realizes that, right?
2: No, I'm not gonna do that. Before <laughs> SpongeBob, we're not. We know. I mean, <laughs> I, guys, this is the stealth Marvel DC crossover that they've been building towards. This is one of the one of the swords from Ten of Swords.
1: <laughs> if you actually read Ten of Swords, you would know that's not true. <laughs>
2: oh yeah they were probably all spelled out in a series of infographics they were actually i I know they were yeah i did read ten of swords that that's where right after that that's where they fell off yeah that
1: is actually true But Um, but
2: then they came back you say
1: some of them came some of them stayed good okay in general they fell off if you say so i do say so
2: I, I trust you. You have good taste.
1: I don't think you trust me.
2: I, I trust you. I'm just not going to read them.
1: Okay, that's fine.
2: I don't th- I'm don't. i going to make uh, reading orders and then not read the comics.
1: I'll, I'll just send you several minute long voice messages in Lad's chat explaining to you everything that's happening in the good books.
2: I wish you would. So, um...
0: A couple of things I wanted to say about... Uh, the books we're talking about this week, we're not talking about any bat books this week because next week we're going to do a like September in fear state roundup. So this week's show will probably be a little bit shorter than usual because we're doing that big roundup um, next week. So don't worry. Vince has lots of thoughts on Batman One Thirteen. He can't wait to share it with you. Yeah. We're think not about five
2: there. minutes to talk about the, the fear state stuff. I'm we'll, see. we'll
0: see. We'll see. But anyway, let's take a break. And when we return, we'll talk about our final two issues of the week. So stay tuned. Hello, we're the hosts of the Multiversity Manga Club podcast. I'm Emily.
1: I'm Zach. And I'm Walter. Each month, we pick a manga to read and discuss among ourselves. Past books include Monster.
0: A Silent Voice.
1: And Pokemon Adventures.
0: We also look back on the past month's installments of Weekly Shonen Jump discussing the highs and lows from the Viz Anthology. We've even discussed notable manga adaptations like Netflix's Death Note.
1: At the end of each episode, we announce next month's book club pick so you can read along with us. We're always open to suggestions for future books as well. So join us on the first Friday of every month on multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice.
0: And we are back with Shazam, or as I like to call him, Shazam number three. Written by Tim Sheridan, illustrated by Clayton Henry. We had said really early on, I think in the first issue of this, that this book felt like it was the most referential to previous Captain Marvel Shazam stories we've gotten in a long time. And bringing Neron into this just continues that, that path of, of making sure that we're reminded of, you know, other adventures that Billy's had, whether in hell or just with Neron in general. And I thought that was really good because I think that the story this book is telling is really interesting and is really good. And whenever you can tell a sort of a new, unique story and still tether it to DC history, that's, that's the stuff that makes me really happy. But you guys knew I was going to like a Shazam book by Tim Sheridan. So
2: Vince, what did you think of this issue? I liked it a lot. Um, I'm really warming up to... I mean I've always liked Clayton Henry's art, but particularly in the Shazam realm, I think. Um I think he's a great fit uh with Shazam. Um I do I have a soft spot for the for uh Billy's connection to Neron. And um I I, I kind of like that as sort of a ongoing villain plot that he's had to deal with for, you know, decades now, I guess. Yeah. Um, in the background. <laughs> um, so I dig that. Um, I liked Raven's little appearance. That was nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a way to, again, give that era of, uh, the Titans or a character from that era, something to do. Um, which is needed and uh yeah g- generally i i thought this was delightful and 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 against all odds the little uh, final page twist at the end was intriguing to me as well the uh the young black adam stupid sexy black Adam i get i don't know I, he might not be uh he's he's like a kid there isn't he yeah i don't i don't really know what's going on with the black adam thing there but
0: um, it's
2: interesting that's that's a final page twist that i need to know more about yes zach what did you think of this
1: um the final page thing was really the only thing i liked in this issue i didn't think this issue was very good Ooh, it was so wordy like whole pages of just text like there were wordy bits yeah neuron goes off neuron does
0: get very wordy that's that is correct yeah
1: um like that was a bit of a turnoff for me Uh, more it was more than a bit of a turnoff it it severely hampered my enjoyment of the of the issue because of it but um the last page reveal was very good and i'm interested to read the final issue to kind of see how that wraps up I assume that this is like future state stuff. Do you guys remember how future state ended or where we left off with black Adam and future state? He like got sent back in time from yes. The 1 million timeline to the rock of eternity. I believe so. I wonder if that is going to like connect. I would bet it
2: does that's the real shame of how they're telling this story because I'm not going to really remember the details of, of where this, some of this future state stuff left off. And I'm not going to go back and reread that stuff. either. (laughs) Right. Right. uh... That makes it tough. You're right. Um,
0: And also, I guess it's a general question for you guys. There's no way they kill Freddie Freeman here, right?
1: Surely not. I wouldn't think so.
2: I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. That would be a hell of a thing, though. It would be. I
0: don't think they do it
2: for a couple of reasons. I don't think you
0: kill a character off without having shown them the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it's 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 not the way you you do that. But it's also I wouldn't do it because I think it just feels, I don't know. It feels like a, a move that it seems like Freddy is too big of a character for that to be the move here. Like if it was one of the other members of the Shazam family, like if it was, I mean, no one's going to kill Darla. everyone loves Darla, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like Freddy has a long history, to just kind of kill him off quietly off screen. I don't think they do that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but I am excited for the fourth issue of this and I'm excited to see how this changes how Billy and Dane interact in Titans Academy. Even though it appears that book is not going to last as long as we hoped it would. Mm. At least
1: under, at at least least under, under Sheridan. Sheridan yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, Which is a real, real bummer.
2: Alright, Vinci. What's coming out next week? Um... I got it. I just have to click over. I was looking at Superman. Okay. I got it. Uh, Action Comics, 1035. Um, Batman Reptilian, number four, if you're into that. Batman, Superman, (laughs) 22. Checkmate, number four. Deathstroke, Inc., number one. Maybe. Detective Comics, 1043. Harley Quinn, seven. Icon and Rocket, uh, number three. Justice League, 68. Mr. Miracle and the Source of Freedom, number five, Robin, number six, Superman, 78, number two. Um, there's a Sandman universe, lock and Keith thing. I don't know why I'm mentioning that, but um, it's a it's, DC comic, technically. It's like, yeah. And uh, yeah, Wonder Woman, black and gold, number four. That's it.
0: But we're going to be talking about uh, probably two of those books in detail <laughs> and then a future state. I mean, a yeah. fierce state rather. Man, I'm gonna call that future Man. state hundred times.
2: It's almost like that was a dumb idea for, yeah, you know, calling, naming something that,
0: yeah, almost like that, right? <laughs> anyway, you can find two thirds of us on Twitter. I am at Brian Dindap.
1: and I am at Wilker Fox.
0: If you need to find Vince, he is. Um, hopefully, by this, by the time you hear this, hopefully Vince is celebrating a Packers win. No, not gonna ask. Hmm. we'll see that happens anyway thanks for listening everybody We're back next week with a PS8 wrap up so, uh, uh, <laughs>
2: that was the most crusty the clown uh, I've ever heard Brian just <laughs> sighing You gotta keep doing this show yeah